All right, welcome back to the Saturday Night Smoke Show. God, I can't get that title right if I, my life depended on it. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, obviously, you know where to find everything. Saturday Night Smoke Show on uh, the audio apps and Satan's Foreskin everywhere else. Uh, you can always just follow the links, link tree thing on Instagram. That's a really easy way to find it. But if you're listening, you know where to find it, so... I'm just wasting time here. My guest today, let me tell you, if you're here for the guests, you're going to be thoroughly disappointed because there is no guest. In, I guess I should explain what led up to this, but uh, somebody in my household got COVID and the original plan, based on Instagram votes, was to bring both of my roommates in at separate times and get their take on what being stuck at home with each other, including me, for two weeks has been like. But uh, I didn't take being stuck at home very well. So uh, in the complete and utter 24-hour-a-day weed fog that I've been in, I forgot to just get in studio that's literally five feet away from where I've been sitting this entire two weeks on my living room couch. I forgot to just do it, and so now it's Christmas morning, or I guess it's like noon, but now it's Christmas Day, and this is supposed to go out tomorrow night, and I don't think I could edit together a bunch of cameras like that in time. So we're just here by ourselves, maybe next time we'll uh, we'll get them in here, or maybe we'll just wait for somebody else to get covid because only the one person here got it. Somehow, one person in my house, we we all sit about eight feet away from each other, one of us through a door for the majority of uh, the time that we spend here. And so somehow, one person in my house where we share a bathroom, share a kitchen, you know, share entryways, the whole bit, one person got it, and two other people didn't. So... Technically, today is the first time that I'm even allowed to leave the house. And, uh, I guess yesterday, technically, but it's Christmas Eve. All I did was go see my mom. Shout out to mom. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna try and just be as entertaining as possible. If you're not a fan of me and you're a fan of the people I like to have in here, that's just how it goes. It's the first time we're sticking to the every two weeks uh, schedule, so I'm happy about that. But I hope we have an entertaining show lined up for you. Um, it's gonna be a lot. Gonna be a lot of news. Gonna be a lot of uh, just riffing. Um, but no, I am really happy to be done with this uh, this two week thing. I didn't handle it well. I literally just there's not a moment in this where I was not under the influence of cannabis and it really showed me who I am as a person so it's, lo it's looking like I should probably cut that out hey yeah yeah I probably should I probably should we'll get there I've done parts of sober October I'm sure I could cut it out for like six months if I just could get some fucking sleep unassisted that would be really cool uh so Obviously, you guys will be seeing this Boxing Day, so Merry Boxing Day. Um, 
I think Hanukkah is still going on. If you celebrate that, good for you. But, uh, yeah, let's get into this shit. God, I wish I had sound drops. That would be so good right now. I am working on compiling some stuff for, uh... For, like, a little bit more fancy audio while we're doing this, but... It's a real learning curve. I'm an old man at heart. I'm not good with technology. It took a lot to figure out two cameras and editing software. But... Yeah, let's get into the little bit of crap that I have prepared here. <clears throat> Hopefully by your seeing this, if you live where I live, because there's not a single person that lives outside of Saskatoon that listens to this show, uh, you'll be able to drink water, hopefully, by the time you're seeing this, because right now we can't. For some reason, they let sand in to the water system. I'm not really sure why they did that or how it got in there. I'm definitely not smart enough to figure that out. <clears throat> oh, where was I going to go here? All right, first piece we're going to bring up. This is from the Winnipeg Sun. And it's titled, Aldridge. Canada Post had one job and they didn't do it. Okay, Aldridge. I think they have a lot of jobs. I think there's a lot of incoming, there's a lot of outcoming, there's a lot of sorting, there's a lot of driving, there's a lot of... I bet there's a lot of finances involved with Canada Post. I think they have more than one fucking job. Uh, they probably have a lot of jobs. They had one job... You could probably rely on one person to do it, but they don't have one person. They're Canada fucking post, so they need lots of people to do a lot of jobs. Aldridge. If Premier Brian Pallister is the Grinch, then Canada Post is the incompetent Sanada's workshop that is going to leave many without long ago ordered gifts under the tree. Are they? We've been in this pandemic for a while. Like, mail has been taking forever since fucking March. And now you're like, whoa. He says the level of incompetence here is massive. And then, oh, don't play the Kelly Clarkson ad. Jesus Christ. I will so get flagged for that. God damn it. This phone. I'm not talking about the letter carriers or the mail sorters on the ground floor who have been working their butts off. So you just admitted there's there's more than one job associated with Canada Post. You just admitted that there's multiple positions that you can have that do different things. So good job on that fucking headline. Also, I'm not a writer. I'm just a critic now. <laughs> In this very second. Apparently, though, the response to the pandemic from the large heads at the top of the post-food chain was to shrug their shoulders and say there is nothing they could do. Yeah, they can't, like, double their fucking workspace in the course of a pandemic. 
Like, I don't know if you've ever dealt with commercial commercial real estate, Aldridge. If that's who's writing this. Wait, who is writing this? Is their name Aldridge or is that just what they call it? Yeah, Josh Aldridge. Josh Aldridge has never had any experience in commercial real estate. It's not that fucking easy. I don't even have that much experience in it. I just have secondhand knowledge of seeing all my bosses over the years try to acquire commercial real estate and find out exactly how long it, not even to buy it, but just get a fucking warehouse that you can rent. Like you rent a house, you can, you could rent a house in a month. I've done it. Okay. Mostly smarter people than me have helped me do it, but you can do it. You can get a house to live in to rent if you have the money in the period of a month. Less than even if you're really good at it. I'm, if you want to get into a commercial real estate, like if you want to rent a commercial space, it takes really long. It takes so fucking long. Like I've seen my bosses move so many times and just heard the stories and listen to landlords talk about these things. It's not an easy experience. And I'm sure COVID did not help that. So I'm going to start just calling him Josh. A Canada spokesperson tried to shift the blame to the consumer. In quotes, holiday parcel volumes started at least a week earlier this year than usual and have continued the entire season. That's why we're start, we started encouraging Canadians in early October to start shopping and shipping early. Valerie Chardend told CBC Manitoba this week. Yeah, that's a good idea. You didn't look at a pandemic that's slowing everything down worldwide. And we're like, oh, this is definitely the year I should leave my Christmas shopping until the second week of December. That'll work. That'll work. That was a good idea, Josh. Apparently, the only people who did not read the tea leaves on the shopping season are those who largely in charge of delivering gifts to the masses. In my household, everything we have relied on delivery from a non-Canada Post agency has arrived. Anything that hasn't arrived has been due to Canada Post blaming incompetence. Or Canada Post planning incompetence, sorry. Including birthday gifts ordered in November for an early December date, which we have been told will no longer be trackable past December 29th for some untold reasons. Have you ever ordered anything, Josh? Like, shipping companies just fuck up all the time. Like, there's such, there is such a high volume of just shit going through. And, oh my god, my father is calling me. Sorry about that, folks. That was uh, my father calling to wish me a Merry Christmas. Where were we? Uh, we were reading. That's right, Josh. We were we were with Josh. Let me, let me get my bearings back here. This is not just me venting. There are hundreds of thousands across the country who are in a similar spot. Yeah, so plan for it. I don't know what's dumber. This guy, Josh, writing this article or like anti-maskers. Shout out to everybody fighting them. You know who you are. 
We're working hard to deliver the holidays while putting safety first, but you may experience delays. Please continue to track your items. Our call center and social media team have no further info. Wait time should be expected. Thanks for your patience and and kindness, a post said last week. So fucking take the post for what it's worth. Oh, this guy. This guy is so, so dumb. Like, I remember, okay, I remember back in March... I was uh, I was obviously setting the studio up. Um, if you've seen it, it it took a lot of shit, like so much fucking just ordering little pieces of this and little cords and little this. And there were there were things that that was right when the pandemic started, and that's when you saw Canada Post get really overwhelmed. That's when you saw like, you know, you would order something from say Toronto, it would go to a sorting uh, station in Calgary, then go to another sorting station in Regina, and then come here. Because that's where they have the fucking bodies. That's that's the best they can do. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying the people at, you know, Canada Post maybe shouldn't be trying to do a little bit better, but I'm also sure they are. I'm sure they're like, listen, this is what we have to work with. Will learn, they'll obviously learn from this experience, and if it's worth the money, because it is Canada Post is a business, then they will, then they'll make some significant changes. Like I ordered this fucking Christmas sweater from Anaheim uh, on Black Friday, and it fucking got here like three days ago. I mean, what's that? The twenty third now, but. It got here, and I was thoroughly surprised. I was like, I'm going to get my Christmas sweater for Valentine's Day with how backed up shit is. And it didn't happen. And I was, that's what, that's what you should do whenever you're dealing with massive companies that have a lot to do with this. Expect the least that you can. Expect so little. And then when they're a little bit better than that, you're pleasantly surprised. That's a good way to live your life, folks. Listen to me. I'm your therapist, Satan's foreskin, all right? All right, let's move on to our next story. I'm kind of all I'm kind of over this Josh guy. He's just like Is he 10? Was this was this like take your kid to work day and he just actually managed like a 10-year-old managed to get fucking sentences out? And somebody was like, "Oh, let's just take these fucking paragraphs and <sighs> Josh Joshy boy, how are you? How's anybody letting you? Right. Now we were just talking about oh, anti-maskers. If you saw the anti-mask rally the other day, or you were at it, I I would love to love to get your take on it. Investigation uh, investiga- investigation results in eight charged following Saskatoon protest. Following an investigation by the SPS General Investigation Section, eight persons have been identified as key participants of a protest that took place in Saskatoon on December 19, 2020. After consultation with the provincial Crown and public health officials, four individuals who had previously received dic- tickets for failing to comply with the health order 
will not have the option to pay the voluntary fine of $2,800 and will instead have to appear in court. That is about as good as that gets. Because, I mean, you could, you could crowdfund 2800 bucks, right? Like, I probably couldn't. I mean, there's two people watching this. But somebody who's, like, got an online presence could probably get together $2,800. If, especially if they're, like, their friends are, like, are also like, Yeah, you don't deserve that, that anti, that not wearing a mask ticket. but saying that they have to go to court. And you know what's the hilarious part is I'm pretty sure you can't enter that court building without a mask on. Like, oh, you probably can't enter that court building at all, though, hey? Yeah, I bet they're just going to make him do it by, like, video. Shit, that would have been so funny if he, like, got to the court date and they were like, Sir, you have to wear a mask here. And how he was just like, No! That would be, that would be really funny. Who, uh, isn't it like a People's Party candidate that, uh, was like in charge of that? Hold on. Hold on. Give me one second. I think I saved this somewhere. Uh. Yeah, Mark Friesen. Here we go. Mark Friesen is support is supposedly a People's Party of Canada. Uh, let me just find his Twitter. Hold on. There we go. Let's see what this says here. Mark Friesen, in quotes, "Grizzly Patriot." Um, what, is, what does grizzly mean? Is that you're hairy, or is that you think people are encroaching on your territory? Or do you just like blueberries? I don't... Oh, no, that's blackberries. Never mind. Hashtag unity is strength. Advocate for Canadian sovereignty. Canadian nationalist and patriot. Hashtag Maxine... Okay, yeah, I, okay. I see what this weirdo's about. He's on Parler. If that fucking says anything about who this guy is. He's like, I'm not banned off of Twitter yet, but I will be. So follow me on a fucking platform for people who are just too stupid for regular platforms, okay? I go on fucking Facebook and insult white people all the time based on them being white people, and I'm still not banned, and I don't worry that I'm going to get banned. But this guy, this guy's like, yeah, I say some egregious fucking shit, and I'm gonna get banned, so make sure you just get to this one preemptively. What does he sing? Is he the singer for fucking Trapped or something? Jesus Christ. Oh, Mark Friesen, the grizzly patriot. Like, this guy's really proud to be fucking Canadian. Like, really proud. I get having a little bit of, like, pride in your country, but if you're this into it, you are developmentally challenged. Like, if this guy exists, if this guy with his level of intelligence existed during the Nixon administration, he would just be locked up. Like, the Nixon administration is starting to sound nice. That's how fucking far down this rabbit hole humanity has gone. Or parts of it, I guess. But he shared on Twitter 
somebody a post by a post by somebody named Colvinder Carr MD. Mark Friesen said another country heard from. God, this guy's worse with English than I am. The narrative is on the road to destruction. And the post reads, Italian judges ruling in court of Rome. Oh, we're listening to fucking Rome now? Really? We've been listening to Rome for like, what, 2,020 fucking years? And now and now we're like, we should keep doing that. Like, what bred Catholic priest pedophiles? Rome. Italian judges ruling in court of Rome, quote, no ordinary law which attributes power to prime minister and council of ministers to declare state of emergency due to health risks. In short, COVID restrictions are unconstitutional. Does Rome even have a constitution? Like, are they anything other than fucking pasta and Catholicism? Like, why, why would you listen to Rome? We have doctors here. Maybe Rome's doing something different. Listen to the doctors here. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mark Friesen. Do we have a brown doctor that you don't fucking like? That's not from your fucking country? Jesus Christ. Listen, I don't, we shouldn't round up, like, people of color like we did in the past and just genocide them away. But we should with people like Mark Friesen. Jesus Christ, Mark Friesen. Let's just go down a rabbit hole together. I'm just gonna see what comes up in news for the Grizzly Patriot. Miley and Moe denounce racism at event billed as Freedom Rally. How is it a freedom? It's an anti-mask rally. Like, literally, nobody would have gotten tickets if they had just worn masks in distance. Uh, oh, hundreds gather at Sask Legislature to protest mask mandates. This is just news that comes up when I search Mark Friesen. He's not even in the headlines. Give your head a shake, Saskatoon Mayor Charlie Cl Why even talk about this? Just, like, politicians are not rock stars. Mayors are not rock stars. Make the laws. Shut the fuck up. Like, no, nobody needs to hear from you. If we just went forward and we're like, here's a new fucking bill for the Canadian Parliament. Politicians don't get social media. I, I would vote for whoever said that. If somebody was, if somebody came forward as a politician right now and was like, I am running on two things. I am violently racist, and I think politicians should not have social media. I'd probably vote for that guy. I could almost get past violent racism if we could just make politicians shut the fuck up. And you ever heard a politician talk? Like, it's scripted anyways. Why not just let the people who are making the decisions and writing the scripts talk, if you're going to let anybody talk? 
Yeah, it's all just anti-mask protests from around Saskatchewan. Just people commenting on it. I bet this is a right wing. Have you ever, if you've heard of Press Progress, let me know. But they have a bunch of articles in the news section with no headlines. And I feel like they're trying to hide something now. I don't know. This isn't getting me anywhere. What else did I have? <clears throat> I did the water restrictions. Oh, yeah. How Canada's legal pot rules could change in 2021. This is from finance.yahoo. Sorry, Yahoo. Anybody gives a shit. Yale Finance. Health Canada wants to know how the public feels about how cannabis is sold, labeled, and researched. Industry experts expect the feedback to prompt a mild relaxation of rules for packaging and possession of infused drinks, leaving more controversial topics like advertising to a broader review of the Cannabis Act in 2021. They can't advertise. Like, there's no conversation to be had there. They can't advertise anywhere. Like, if you see an advertisement online for weed of any type, it's illegal. Like, they can't come after a, a real business license because that's not a legal business. That's advertising. Legal businesses are barred from doing that. The Federal Health Agency issued a 30-day call for the public to comment on a host of cannabis-related issues on December 11th. The request is an open-ended but specifically asks for feedback on product labeling, small-scale cultivation, non-therapeutic research, and how possession limits are applied to products like drinks. Oh, I'm gassy. I'm sorry, guys. God, the fucking ads. Really should get an ad blocker. Michael Armstrong, a Brock University business professor who studies Canada's legal cannabis market, has a criti- has been critical of the limited information producers are allowed to include on their packaging. Currently, labels must display THC and CBD content, facts about other cannabinoids and terpenes. The- the fuck is this terpene? Is that a flavor? I've been hearing about this for like five years and nobody can give me a good definition of what a terpene actually is or show me an example. Like, you want a conspiracy theory? If you like conspiracy theories, look into terpenes because I'm pretty sure they're not fucking real. Health Canada wants to know if it should require more information or if it should, or if doing so would help consumers choose the right products for their needs. Okay, I'm going to let that bang on the table because I'm going to lay this out real 
easy for you. There's two types of cannabis users. There's CBD people, and they're bitches. And there's THC people, and they're probably addicts. Okay? Bitches and addicts. That's all you have to worry about. There's not this broad spectrum of fucking cannabis people. There's two types. It's real easy, okay? Stop. It's weed. Stop making this more complicated. Like, it's the same thing with craft beer drinkers. When they're like, oh, there's hints of... Shout out to Kyra. You're fucking stupid for being like this. This is my least favorite thing about you. But, oh, there's fucking... There's differences in what it's made of with the... T- you're getting drunk. Stop acting like you're not get just getting drunk. Like, you're feeding mild alcoholism. We all have it. We all grew up. Like, I heard that I heard a really good thing on the other day listening to a podcast. Because that's all I've been doing since I've been home. But alcohol does not have to be present to be an alcoholic. You could have grown up in an alcoholic home and never seen your parents drink. You could be, have a lot of alcoholic tendencies and not enjoy alcohol. You probably get those fucking vices in other ways. Hell, you might even be in control of it enough to just get it from like having a couple of craft beers. But guess what? You're still just drinking. It doesn't matter if I have CBD or if I have THC, I'm still just smoking weed. I'm still just consuming cannabis. You're not, you're like, there, it's not like you, it's an art form just because you're tasting it and trying to figure out the ingredients used in craft beer. You're getting drunk. That's all that's happening, even if it's just a little bit. I'm really sick and tired. Of people who think because they act all artsy that they're not just being addicts like the rest of us. We're all addicts. If you're watching this show, you're addicted to something. I'm addicted to lots of things. Weed. Hating myself. Looking at my phone. Literally, just... I even just got a rush of serotonin now because somebody... Like Snapchatted me a video, and I know it's a video of an adorable cat, and I'm gonna be really excited to watch it later. So let's get back to this. Armstrong believes producers should be allowed to include a paragraph of information similar to what appears on the back of a wine bottle that would spell wine bottles are fucking bigger than cannabis containers. Do you have under do you have, have you ever seen who is who the fuck is writing this for Yale Finance? Jeff Larderquist. Jeff Larderquist looks like he drinks craft beer. It's in the public interest to let... Oh, no, I think I already read that. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's in the public interest to let producers talk to consumers and explain the attributes of their products. He said in an interview, if automakers could only advertise horsepower and torque, they'd mostly sell muscle cars. No, they wouldn't. Because everybody needs a car. I mean, most everybody. No, everybody needs a car. Some people don't have one. doesn't mean they don't need one. Just get one if you don't have one. It doesn't need to be nice. 
It's a lot funner if it is, but... Another rule Armstrong expects Health Canada to be receptive. Health Canada isn't receptive to shit. Don't fucking kid yourself. To be receptive to changing is the equivalency race for cannabis possession. The current rules allow individuals to carry up to 30 grams of dried cannabis, but only 2.1 liters of cannabis-infused beverage. I mean, what do they sell those drinks in? Like, Red Bull size cans. What's that, like 700? So, you can carry like an 8-pack of those drinks. What's what's the issue? Do you really need more than that? The rules limit many of Canopy Growth's, so that's a company, beverages to five cans per... Pr- oh, okay, there we go. Competitors like Aura, oh, Ahura, Ahura, and the Green Organic Dutchman have responded by releasing more potent shots and powders that can be bought in much greater quality. Yeah, but they're like 10 milligrams, tops. Like, there's still laws around how much you can put in a single serving of edibles. That's why you go and you pay like 40 bucks for 10 milligrams worth of chocolates. You know? Like, cat... What he's what he's really talking about here is the fact that Canada cannabis prices are through the fucking roof if you go legally. Thank God they've come down, but you still like do you not remember when the point of this was to get rid of the black market and stop putting money in the hands of gangs like the Hells Angels that were just running illegal cannabis everywhere? I'm sure not just the Hells Angels. I mean, everybody does cannabis and fentanyl and all those good things. But, you know, I just think Terror Squad is still going or something. But uh, the the point of bringing this in was to take the monies out of the black market of cannabis. And they just expected it to work when it was almost twice as expensive. Now it's almost evening out. Like, I bought... uh, I went to Tweed, I can think, a couple of days ago, and got like 10 grams for 50 bucks. That's where it should be. That's right around where the street prices are. But just matching the street prices isn't going to do shit. You have to be lower than the street prices. You have to use so much child labor to grow weed that you can push the black markets out by being like half the price they could possibly be. That's the only way this is really going to work. Otherwise, you're just going to be competing with it. And all the regulations that we have on that market are not going to allow for legal cannabis to win that competition. Period. It's just... Oh my god, people are... It's Christmas Day, leave me alone. I'm trying... So many people are just like... My dad called me. That person Snapchatted me. Somebody else is messaging me on Facebook. Jesus Christ. I've been home for two weeks, and now that people are finally talking to me, I'm just back to like, leave me alone. I do not want to talk to you. But uh, what else do we got in the news? I think we got everything we need from that article, right? (sighs) 
Whether you compare it to the rest of the cannabis space or you compare it to alcohol, it's a flawed concept. Yeah, don't don't bother trying to convince any politician or any <clears throat> authority figure in Health Canada con- to compare anything to alcohol. Do you have un- do you have any idea how much leniency alcohol companies get because they have so much money? I mean, Bud Light sponsors fucking every hockey game, like not even Bud Light, but alcohol companies in general. They sponsor every hockey game. They have their shit on fucking billboards everywhere. Like, alcohol can do whatever the hell it wants because it's got a bunch of money. Cannabis needs to get that kind of money if it wants to see that kind of change in policies because, like, you don't just have people write in. When has writing into a government agency ever helped anything? Never. When has lobbying with a bunch of money to a government agency ever helped anything? Always. That's what you need to do. Having this open source fucking question period like they're having is not going to do anything. I mean, just look at what Health Canada's done to e-cigarettes. Like, first, they were the ones putting out these alerts that people were dying of it, and then didn't feel like making any retractions, being like, sorry, sorry, it was black market weed vapes coming from Mexico that killed six people. Like, it's not... And the industry, the e-cigarette industry in Canada, where this didn't happen, almost got completely decimated. Like, there there are a lot of small players that are no longer in the industry, and there's a lot of big players that are not doing well. And guess what? Even those e-cigarette manufacturers, retailers, it's the same with alcohol stores, it's the same with cannabis dispensaries. They're part of the economy. They pay taxes, they employ people, and that keeps money circulating through the economy. What doesn't is telling people that the that these products are worse for you than they actually are. There's very little fucking data on any of this shit. Like, no, no doctor is getting... I mean, some doctors are, I'm sure, leading up to this. But nobody really cares about cannabis, alcohol, or uh, e-cigarette nicotine research at this point. Like, we should, we should be studying this to find out exactly what happens with everything. But we don't have the fucking money. Because none of these companies have the money. Alcohol has the money, and they're realizing that their shit causes fucking heart attacks and strokes. So they're not doing any studies. My point is, fuck alcohol companies. You know, they're doing horrible things for the world around them. The one good thing I I should say alcohol companies are doing is where I live, the model for how alcohol is sold is pretty good. All of these things, weed, e-cigarettes, alcohol, they should be their own retail businesses. Like, the fact that you have been able to get, excuse me, cigarettes at gas stations for as long as you have is atrocious. And if, and that's what, nobody's going to, nobody's going to talk about that. They're just, especially with e-cigarettes, they're like, oh, the youth uptake. Like, even Ryan Miley, Ryan Miley, leader of the Saskatchewan NDP, you can, you can see exactly what kind of person he is when he talks about these things. One minute he says, we should support PHR. It's harm reduction. This is the best way to help our community with these problems is to pursue 
harm reduction. And then he goes over to e-cigarettes and he's like, but the youth uptake. Like, e-cigarettes are fucking harm reduction. For all we know, they could be less lethal than actual cigarettes. And you're just like, no, 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 get rid of them. Like, I didn't vote in this last provincial election because every single candidate sucks. But if I did, it would have been the Sask Party because they backed the e-cigarette industry in Saskatchewan. They realized that, A, it's... <clears throat> It's not going away. B, it's part of the local economy and it keeps people employed. And C, maybe a small part of them realize that it is harm reduction. That as far as we can tell, it's less lethal than cigarettes. And yeah, they say the youth uptake is up. The youth, uh, the youth uptake in vaping is up, but it's also massively down in cigarettes. I bet if you looked at the actual numbers, they would come pretty close to evening out. So, you know, maybe stop get maybe stop robbing fucking parents of their hard-earned money so that they can spend some fucking time with their children and not leave these little kids tr- so traumatized that all they want to do is numb out and smoke cigarettes when they're not around their parents or e-cigarettes, whatever. Either way, it's a lot more complicated of an issue than just Ryan Miley being like, oh, the fucking youth uptake. That guy is such a fucking clown. Now, let's let's be fair. I don't trust anybody to make good, rational, scientific decisions that's as fat as Scott Moe. If you can't understand the calories on the back of a cereal box, how do you understand the intricacies of something like, I don't know, government? Neither of them should be where they are. And I'm not saying I'm any smarter than them, okay? I'm fat as shit. I don't understand how the fuck a calorie works. Hopefully that'll change soon. Or I can just pay for somebody else to help me understand how it works. But... Yeah. I don't trust them. I don't trust either of them. Ryan Miley's been so flip-floppy on everything. You know what? Maybe we need is a little bit of Bark Friesen up in there, bitch. No, fuck that guy. They both seem incompetent. They both seem... Like... They both seem just like dogs that just caught a bumper. And they're like, Oh, what do I do with this now? Oh, God. Oh, God, I never thought of what would actually happen. They just, like... they. I, I have a theory that, like, a lot of politicians are just, like, adrenaline junkies. Because... Here's the thing I realized about doing this show... I get really nervous when I get on camera. You notice all my intros sound shaky? That's why I started doing them after. Like, being on camera is fucking nerve-wracking. Even if it's just, like, your own cell phone. But imagine it's the fucking... It's, like, a thousand news people. And they're just like, Mr. Moe, Mr. Riley, Mr. Free... You know? Like, it's gotta be scary. And it's gotta get your adrenaline going. And I think politicians are just adrenaline junkies that when they get to the office, they realize that... The adrenaline's gone, and they have no idea what to do with all this energy. So they're just like, oh, I'll tweet this, and I'll, and I'll put out a press release, and we'll fucking uh, uh, harder on the e-cigarettes and less on, on cannabis. Oh, no, the other way. And they just, they're so confused. They're so dumb. They're so confused. And I think we should start hunting them down at this point. There should be... How do I put this? There should be a higher... There should be a higher standard for a lot of things. One of those being government. 
One of those having a kid, too. You should really have to pass a test to be a parent. I mean, most people would test, but it's like... Like, the reason we probably have so many bad drivers, or one of the many reasons, is... I'll say it. The test where I live is super easy. And I bet it's just as easy as everywhere else in Canada. But it's so ridiculously easy. And the fact that anybody... I got a pity pass on my on my driver's license when I first went to get it at the ripe old age of 22. <clears throat> uh, I was really nervous. I was shoulder... Every time I had to switch a lane, I was shoulder checking like six times really quickly. And at the end, the driver was like, listen, you don't need to do that. And technically... I should, like, not give you a pass on that, but that would make you fail the test, and I want you to get, and I want you to have your license, so here you go, and now I drive, and there's probably people who have done way worse and gotten pity passed. If we have higher standards for letting people drive, we will have better drivers. Now, we'll have less drivers, which is probably also a good thing for, you know, everybody on the roads, but we'll have better drivers. Same thing with government. There should be some sort of, not just an intelligence quiz, but there should really be like some like some sort of just listening, taking in information standard because I don't think they're very good at it. And granted, they're busy and they probably don't have time to take in a lot of information, but a lot of what they're busy is press. And like I said before, we shouldn't let fucking politicians do press. We shouldn't let them have social media. It's bogging up their time. Like, I don't know. It Politicians are just so silly, and I don't understand how we let them get away with so much. You know what I mean? Like, do you ever see just your local representative, like, out and about doing something dumb? Like, I saw, well, when was this? Like, the first lockdown in Saskatchewan. What would that have been? March or April? When everything, like... I mean, not maybe not everything, but, like, when gyms were closed. I know. I was uh, I was going for a run by uh, by the river down in good old Saskatoon. And, uh, and I saw up, like, on a hill... With, I don't know, I'm guessing like his wife or something. I saw Mayor Charlie Clark and he was wearing a mask. It was four o'clock in the afternoon. It could not have been a brighter, warmer day. He was essentially just with somebody he probably lived with. And they both had a mask on. And they were like 30 feet away from every single person that could have been in contact with him. And I'm like, that's the one time you take a mask off. Like... Enjoy the fucking nature. I bet he was just out on a walk, but my brain immediately goes, that was performative. That you you know you know who you are. You know the kind of spotlight you're under. You can you do anything as a politician without Like I really wish I you can especially now that we have so much access into what these people are doing, I feel like you can it doesn't take a f- like a really fine microscope to look at what a politician's doing and be like, oh, that's performative. That's you're trying to secure the next election that's four four years away, as opposed to just putting policy in place, like they said they would do. 
Like, does any politician get up on a trying to get a seat in something and say, I will be the prime minister with the most social media posts? No, they don't. But everyone is the prime minister that has the most social media posts. Everyone has more than the last. But that's not something they promise. They promise fucking police reform and they promise, you know, giving drinking water to their communities that for some reason still don't have it. They don't. And yet all they do is just talk. They just talk on on social media like I'm doing right now. I know it's very meta. And I'm I'm fucking sick of it, man. I think from what I hear from people around me, I think a lot of other people are sick of it. I think we should. There's a lot of things we should try to take away from politicians. I don't know if power is one of them, because that's probably what Mark Friesen thinks is that they should have less power over, you know, uh, the health authority. But one thing we should take away from them is definitely their social media. They, they shouldn't they shouldn't be allowed to boast. They're a public servant. Just especially if they're a dumb one. Like I know we'll never be intelligence testing politicians, but especially if they're a dumb one, they really shouldn't have social media. And I don't think that's that radical to say. Like fifteen years ago, a lot of people didn't have social media. We could do it. Anyways. Let's move on from the city. Silly little rant here. What other news stories that I have saved? In essence, to, to wrap that thought up, make pot cheaper. Fuck your paragraphs on the back. Fuck your THC and your CBD. Make it cheaper and you won't have as much illegal pot. I really didn't have much else saved. I'll just let some dead space happen. I'm going to take a break and cut this out. Hour seven.
All right, we're back. Sorry, guys. Started feeling my feelings again. Needed a quick uh, bong break. All right, in other news, some some very sad news. I hope this, uh, you know, perfect for the Christmas time when we're all feeling lots of sadness anyways because we can't see anybody. But uh, uh, Little Caesar has died. That's pretty sad. Uh, you may remember... Oh, God, this must have been... Five years ago, he's a pretty big internet sensation. He was the uh, the rescue pit bull with uh, cropped ears, the chubby face that could sort of uh, say like shake his head yes and no, depending on what he wanted. He was hilarious, but uh, unfortunately, he he did pass Christmas Eve, <clears throat> and uh, we're sending warm wishes, no prayers because that's bullshit, but sending condolences and warm wishes to. Uh, Caesar's mother, Kathy, I think is the name, and uh, as well as sisters, Caesar's sister, Via. Um, we hope they make it through this traumatic time. Uh, at least better than I did. When I lost my dog, I was a fucking mess. It's probably still adding to the mess that I am now, but that's a really hard experience to go through, man. Like, when you when you've built that bond over so long and then to have it just snatched away I mean we all kind of know it's coming like I think the vast majority of dogs are put down because they know what's coming like it's just hard man it's just hard and thank god you know the the mother and the and the sister have each other to get through this time the mother's a human, by the way. I'm just I'm using that term. It's I'm not talking about two dogs. I'm talking about a human and a dog here. In case you were curious. So yeah, that's some uh, that's some pretty sad news. Hope you all are enjoying this episode. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm bad at this.
let's jump into some more Canadian news now, rather than American dead dogs. Uh, <clears throat> CaledonEnterprise.com. In an article written, written by Rosa Saba, Rosa, I'm just going to go to the first one. Rosa Saba says, Mayhem and confusion at the CRA. That's the Canada Revenue Agency. This should be fun. Agents are instructed to rush through retroactive CERB applications, employees tell the Star. In a year marked by mayhem and confusion over CERB eligibility, a, Can- a Canadian Revenue Agency agent has told the Star that there may be a second pool of recipients who will likely have to repay some or all of their benefits because their applications were rushed through to meet a program's end-of-year deadline. The agent, who the star is not identifying to protect their employment, said employees in charge of reviewing retroactive Canada emergency response benefit applications flagged by the system. Okay, ads. I get it. I guess you can't read all of this. I have an idea. Well, the last thing we'll do today on this episode is we'll go through some listener feedback, which there wasn't much of. Luckily, there was not a single comment on either video, but some people felt like sharing their, uh, their thoughts on Instagram. One person said, entertaining, you have raw natural talent. Well, I think this episode proved you fucking wrong, didn't it, Kyra? Uh, One person said, great showman, very entertaining, love the part where you said you have these friends in their early 20s. I mean, yeah, it it was entertaining because there's another person here. Let's be real honest. And that's about it. Anyways, guys. This has been a fun one. I'm sure this is boring as shit, but I still enjoy just talking since I haven't done much of it this last two weeks. Yeah, follow us uh, everywhere. And uh, when's the next one? I should maybe take a second to explain this. I'm hoping to have a schedule of every second Saturday dropping an episode. 
Uh, obviously, Austin fucked that up for me last time, sort of. And uh, I said COVID doesn't stop in me. I'm still putting something out. It might it might be the worst one yet, but I'm still putting it out there. So you should be seeing this the 26th. That means that we will see each other again like this on January 9th. So I will literally see you fuckers next year. Deuces, sluts.